What's going on, everybody? You are listening to the Playing On Podcast. My name is Carl Markowski, and thank you for joining me. We're here. We're going to do a little uh, little something different today. I'm going to kind of ramble on uh, and do a little solo one, as I do every, uh, every great now and then. But I think it's a major one. Um, major one... It, Meaning, for me, it's kind of a weird time in uh, in my life. So this the whole kind of thing and how everything happened, and the events that occurred at the ICPL uh, Windy City, uh, really kind of opened my eyes and and brought optimism, but also humbled me and scared me, and it was just. It was a big ball of emotion. Um, to the ones... My AC just turned off. Or my heat. I don't know which one it's at right now. But you could probably hear me more clear now. I know I can hear myself more clear. Um, uh, so, yeah. So, um, IC, I, ICC, ICPL just happened. And uh, we got the win. It was... Man, it was a grind. I'll tell you that. And... Um, I'm, I'm playing with team smoke, brimstone smoke. It's, it's a huge, uh, two team family of a bunch of some, uh, some old pros, uh, some seasoned guys, uh, just iconic players in the game and even added some new faces to the team, um, along with myself and, and a few other guys. But it's it's a cool vibe, man. They have they have some great things happening, some great things going on, some great products too. I mean, they, I have this. Uh, let's see, I have this Emac that I've been using forever, and I have this uh, the T1 Fatty trigger for it, and it has the this trigger shoe and everything and. To be honest, I will be honest. When this thing was stock, I enjoyed it thoroughly. Like I, I believe this is one of the prototypes. I could be wrong, but this is one of the first ones because it doesn't have it doesn't have the PAL like piston and everything inside of there. Everything was was the plaid. The trigger was plastic, and it still had the uh, one thing that I did change out though was the um, the on off at the bottom. I needed that on off ASA because screwing in a tank and everything, that's super rental. And I wanted to go, I wanted to stay as rental as possible. But then I, a couple things came along and, uh, <laughs> yeah, let's just, the subtleties of like just putting air on and off to your marker or having a really nice valve inside of there to where it gives you this. So I, it's hard for me to explain my trigger pull because it is, it's nasty short. And I mean, it's just, it just does the trick for me. And um, I've tried both valves. I tried the, the deadly wind valve. Um, I'm trying the, uh, the FL valve from planet. Um, I have the, uh, the lube system, the, uh, I can't think of it for the to save my life, but uh, Caesar Pizzo does some some luby doob jobs 
that uh, that he's doing to a lot of people's markers. That's that's working really well. And one thing I want to bring up is this T1 Fatty trigger by uh, by Team Smoke. And for me, triggers like are. I was not a big fan, obviously, if you're listening to the podcast. I was never a big fan of, like, autocockers and the, and the slide uh, the slide pole with the big trigger shoe and everything on it. But for some reason, when I started shooting this thing with the shoe on it, it just it fit my finger so well. And the pull, the pull surface on the front it just feels so nice and has... The, the the way that you can set it up, and I know it's just a trigger, I know this, but you have to understand that for me, coming up, playing, and going through the, the years of playing that I've done, it was always a, a necessity for me to have, like, my trigger set up. I had to have it. Whatever marker I was using, that's, for me, that's what I relied on was was the marker being an extension of me and any little kind of you know twitch or little thing that I can switch around to make it more comfortable for myself I wanted to do that so which whenever a marker was like not mine that was thrown into my hands it was like God, dude people would have like trigger pulls that are two miles long I don't understand it or they get the ones that are like stock out of the box like you don't you don't mess with your trigger at all you don't do anything to it no no no, it's fine I'm like oh my god it's like you get the ones where you you pull it and you have like like I said you have like a two mile pull but the micro switch activation I'm talking like the LV series at least um was like I like the micro switch that was one of the things that you get the eye or the micro switch. I like the micro switch. I like the way it felt. Set it up the way I wanted to. Don't ask. It's just I'm weird. But it felt way better. And you use the natural tension of the micro switch itself for the pull. I have a whole thing. Anyway, um, but when you when you pull it, it's like it, it activates right at the beginning of the pull, and then the rest is just wasted energy on the pull, and it's just like Okay, yeah, but I have to, anyway, I have to have it set up my way, and I was able to do that with this T1 uh, fatty trigger, and it was, it's amazing, like, I don't shoot very much paint, again, another thing that you guys probably are not surprised about who listen to the podcast, but um, with this trigger, I was able, this last event, I was able to just I mean, throw like three or four balls. I have, um, along with a, an F1 uh, F1 barrel that was given to me by the great Alex Frazier, um and bored correctly for the paint, which was a little bit bigger than I thought it was going to be. But luckily, I had the inserts to uh, to adequ- adequately fit the paint that was supplied. But, um, but, dude, I was shooting like three or four balls in a straight line. I mean, the paint, to me, the paint was shooting amazing. And I was shooting just these ropes and getting, and I say ropes, those, it's like three or four balls. I mean, that's a rope for me. <laughs> like, uh, and it was just really cool to see. And I had some, uh, had some pretty decent games. And having the equipment set up the way I do now, 
Um, it's just like it feels good, and it felt good this past weekend, and everything just felt like it was going really well. It's it's hard to explain when, because everybody goes into a tournament thinking that they're going to win, or knowing that I mean, th- really thinking they're going to win because it's all, you know, you it's all past tense really because you say it and then it happens and then you got to do it and then it happens it's just like okay my mind works weird but um you're trying to to predict the future and um for for me this weekend i'm i'm kind of like i was saying in the beginning of um of the podcast i was i'm in this position in life where i'm kind of making this transition into a uh, into a new career, um, an unknown at the moment, but really trying to find uh, something new um, in my life as far as my occupation goes. And this this ICPL event was very much needed for me. I needed a a, a clearing. I needed a, a at the same time I needed a, a, a focus and. I had that this weekend, and it's hard to explain. Like I, I, I step on the field and I enjoy the game itself, um, the challenges of the game, and I, I want to win, and I, I believe that I'm going to win every time that I step on the field. Um, otherwise, you're you're always a step behind already if you're thinking otherwise. But I think that this past weekend it felt just it felt different and everything was just clicking um there were a few hiccups like in paintball there always are like one the weather it was like curtains i believe friday it was like really nice uh saturday morning we really kind of escaped the rain for the most part but then sunday came around and it was like on and off just like downpours curtains of rain like it was insane and there was some claps of thunder and whatnot but um but of course the the day where the the games really matter and you need to really be on and focused and and playing at your best the the skies open up but you know like i said that's paintball it's crazy how it happens but uh talking a little bit more about the event um it was at the iconic Badlands paintball field. I have had so many memories there. It, it, it's really weird driving in there too because I drive in and immediately to your left when you actually enter the playing area is a field where I used to practice with Aftershock, um, which is no longer there. So for me, just seeing that and seeing the trees and everything that you that I parked by, it was like, it it's like already nostalgic because it's, it's it was a while when I was playing there. It was fun and it was it was it was a grind and it was tough. Um, but I had a lot of memories there. Um, but then you pull in, and you see all these cars and just all of these these enthusiasts and these competitors, all in this same moment in time, of you know of the uh of everything and just having the same universal thought of wanting to win this event and and having so many people from 
you know, amateur teams, from pro teams, from players who started playing in 1983, I want to say. Paul, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I think it's like the 83 club or something, like Rennick and, and Paul and uh, God, I can't think of the other guys. But anyway, uh, it was, you know, he's telling, and, and Paul, he's telling me all these stories and these guys are telling me stories of, of what the game was like before I even knew what it was. These guys were playing competitively and had established businesses and just it was this thing you know and and you think about um i'm gonna try and explain this in the best way i can but um you you don't know about anything until you do meaning it sounds so cliche but meaning like until you you jump yourself into whatever it is like let's say for paintball for example since we're on that subject um i didn't know anything about paintball and this was 2001 2002 2001 and obviously there were tournaments happening there were pro players there were leagues there were it was this huge thing that i had no idea about and i i enter into the game in the woods not knowing anything with an old old school marker when um when at that time we all know what was around uh during 2001 2002 um barely any like the the most rudimentary gear and and co2 and all when all this technology is happening and all these things are happening without my knowing because i'm not in that world yet and i I'm entered into this world and I immediately getting taken over just my emotions my um, my universe my my knowledge of things change and when that happened it was it was a big deal for me because that at that time I didn't care about going and like playing football or like going to parties or going and playing baseball even though I love baseball doing all these things were now were now second nature whereas to everybody else in my life I enjoyed paintball and football or I'm sorry football and baseball and they saw me doing that and and progressing and possibly going to college and doing all these things but you make these choices and these things discover you um, by the choices that you make these opportunities come along and um and paintball was there uh and it's just amazing that i have these memories of paintball and and getting kind of injected into this game at this certain point and period in time um but there was this whole lifespan of of paintball players and and time of tournaments and everything but that happened before me and the reason i'm kind of on this subject too and i've kind of might have lost my way um so I I have the famous book that I've been looking through. I watched some of that documentary um, that I forget, I forget the name of it, but it's how paintball you came about and started. And um, just reading some of the stories and watching some of the documentary. And, and for me, of I'm a huge visual person. So when the famous book came out and I was, 
going through, I haven't read all of the stories yet, but just going through the pictures alone and reading some of the captions and, and the time frame uh, is amazing how much there was before I, I got here. And then going through the pictures and seeing the time span of when I was starting in the game. And what's cool about the famous book is it kind of ends in like the, uh, I think the 0405 era and the 02, 03, 04, 05, like that whole span for me, that those four years, right? <laughs> um, those, those four years are like, everything happens so fast because I look at it and I remember being this kid and, and looking at these magazines and they have some pictures of some old like magazine ads and, and everything in here, especially the dye stuff. For me, it was like, um, dye. Everything looked cool. Everything looked sharp. I remember like the smell of the goggles and, and of the pads and everything. Cause I wanted all the dye stuff and, uh, and, discovering the game and then becoming this this pro shop fly where <laughs> and uh I'm sure Colby Gallagher uh, and Aaron would know that it was myself and a group of my friends that were these just flies dude pro shop flies where we would just come in and we would just annoy the shit out of those two guys who were probably in their early 20s at the time and just asking questions and wanting to hold these expensive guns that were hanging on the wall and uh, and just asking about everything, wanting to try on gear and wanting to wanting to see magazines and just go through the uh, the catalogs for all the for all the different companies and uh, just getting more involved in the sport and then eventually working there and being more involved. Each time that I was wanting to get into the sport more and more, I just involved myself by working there and by playing there constantly and just really surrounding myself into uh, this, this paintball realm. And a lot of people, they ask me, well, what does it take to be a, a professional player or, um, what does it take to turn pro? And I would say that for me, it was complete obsession. It was it was surrounding myself fully, 360, uh, with with paintball in general. Whether it be consumption of of magazines, of pictures, of videos, of um, of working at the paintball field, playing at the paintball field afterwards every day, uh, not caring about anything else but that thing. And I mean, that's for me, I think just determination and, and, and not listening to all of these other things that are clawing at you and, and, and letting you know what reality is and, and what is needs to happen first or this is more important than this or your your priority consciousness conscience um <laughs> of of everything and as a kid you some have that and some don't and you know i was 
meaning I was kind of pulled in these different directions with uh, the other sports. But with paintball, it was just so encompassing, and I had such great friends coming through that had the same interest in hand, and it just it worked out the way it did, and it's um, it's amazing. Anyway, I don't. That was such a long. <clears throat> I'm sorry, such a long ramble, uh, rant. <clears throat> but anyway, it was just cool to see everything. And I saw it at the ICC, but to see it again at a nostalgic field like Badlands um, was just was amazing. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about the the winning aspect and what it takes, because I know there's a lot of people there's a lot of people that have won out there, but there's also a lot of people uh, that have not. And I think. I speak for all of us when I say that we've all lost a lot more than what we've won and there's something to it there's a there's a mindset to it there's a there's a dedication factor and if you look at a lot of these teams that uh, that play and that win they, they play a lot together and they play a lot and the people who are playing dedicate a lot to the game and sacrifice a lot and I think what winning takes is that that determination and that feed the beast mentality of that you you know it's sitting there just wanting and uh, and needing food and I gotta feed the beast and uh, I feel like I did that over the weekend and and having everybody on the same page is a huge thing because we know that that paintball is at least what I like to describe it as is a team sport that is grouped with individual effort and you I guess you can say that about a lot of team sports but you have to make the right decisions and you have to be able to work as a team but you have to also curate these moments in time <coughs> excuse me these um you have to manifest and I think if you talk to Oliver if you talk to like Alex or or name a great in the sport and and I guarantee you that curation of the moment and the will and manifestation of of making things happen and willing them to happen is such a huge factor in this thing otherwise I feel like that's what happens when when guys plateau or they stagnate or they 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 let other things come and go and it, I know life happens believe me I I know that life happens but that's why it's so important to be on at tournaments is because you you spend and on meaning also mentally strong and capable of stepping up to the moment because you spend so much time and effort practicing for this thing leading up to this this thing this culmination of of competitiveness at its peak level and you want to be able to perform and um and that's why i i will preach it and 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 other pros um new and old will preach it too and it's it's such a mindset man it is and i'm i i feel I, I wish I didn't discover this later in my career um, because I feel like I would have been more efficient at, uh, at at what I did 
if I have the mindset that I do now because you have to be able to you have to be able to let things go you have to be able to quickly learn and adapt for the next point or the next game or even the next moment in the match I mean like I've said multiple times on this podcast is the the difference between a pro player and a divisional player is that one making the right decision and then two making that decision a lot faster and you have to be able to do that on the paintball field from anywhere from the front spot to the 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 corner or the back center or a, a, a two into the snake you have to have complete and utter concentration of the moment and and not let <coughs> excuse me um, not let things throw you out and I know it, it happens a lot because if you think about it and you and you watch um, someone who knows their job and does it well on the field it just will happen M- meaning when a a player is just on and they're just going and it's just happening they're they're in the moment they're not worried about something of like hey I shot that guy in the pack um, get him out yelling and pointing and and just having this whole like other thing than what is happening I feel like there's so I've saw so many times where it happened where they were so busy yelling and trying to get this guy's attention and or the refs attention or this or that and it takes them completely out of their game and now they get shot or ran down because they're yelling so loud or they just get they they pop out and they get snapshot because they're not completely focused on what they're doing um i think i think that happens a lot and i think a lot of people tend to let that draw them out of the moment and that's another thing with between the pro and the divisional guys is you'll see a lot of pro guys yeah you'll see some yell but they'll get over it quick and they're back in the moment and they're just addressing it like you know i i gotta keep going because if i focus on that guy and I focus on that moment, things are still happening around me. Um, at least that's how I thought about the game. Um, anyway, um, but we had some awesome games. <clears throat> I'm going to go over a few games uh, that we had. One, I think it was the semifinals <clears throat> that we went in. It was teams of three. Uh, not teams of three. There were three teams. <laughs> in the semifinals and finals and I, I think quarter it all happened that way <clears throat> I was confused but it's all point system I'm so used to going like oh these teams to go ahead and then the winner goes on and then it wasn't like it's all points so anyway so you had to play two games uh, we had a semifinals game against the jungle lizards I believe it was jungle lizards and I, uh, I ended up having a, a pretty decent decent point and then like I get to the, their start box I'm literally standing right there then I see them come out like they're shooting at our guys and then our guys are shooting back they're shooting from the dead box area I'm like what is going on I take a couple of the back ahead from my own guys I'm like what is happening like I try not to let like chaos take me out of the moment but then anyway so a bunch of things also happened that I don't want to I don't want to get too into but it was just it was crazy. Anyway, they end up getting disqualified 
so what happens next is that we have a game against um, I think it was Scorpions <clears throat> so now the Scorpions haven't played their first game yet this would be their first game which would be against us uh, and we already played one the Jungle Lizards and we know how that happened so they didn't get disqualified because they were shooting from behind the dead box <clears throat> so the skies are starting to darken up too it's getting like thick and you can tell that everything's getting dark it's about to and it's just over the event too of course it's just hanging there not moving there was like no wind sweet awesome <clears throat> excuse me so uh so we draw scorpions and the winner moves on like that's what it is we're playing on the the uh, ladder field and it ended up being to where the winner just moves on and we're like okay well i mean it it is what it is we're gonna we'll make it happen we'll see if we can make it work and let's uh let's do it especially now before it starts fucking raining and of course we start playing get into it and then like i don't know a few minutes into the match it just lets loose and there's rain happening everywhere <clears throat> so luckily we end up actually beating the scorpions uh, moving on to the finals against the saber wolves and thunder horse so um saber wolves have brandon mayo who is a uh, a stud on the field and just kills it man i playing with him on avalanche was a giant privilege and just watching him play i just i'm a big fan of two of his style and everything and his aggressiveness and his uh his passion for the game <clears throat> uh, please excuse me for that and also for not really knowing too many other saber wolves but i know that they're all killers man in the woods and on the hyperball field the saber wolves have always been <clears throat> man something in my throat <clears> throat> um the saber wolves have always been killers and um, Thunder Horse, Thunder Horse to me is such a, I, I don't, they're not even a sleeper team anymore. They're, I mean, not I'm saying that they were, but I, I just think that I don't think a lot of people, they see all these other teams with like pros and all this other stuff, but Thunder Horse, man, they play a lot together. That's the thing. They play a ton of paintball together on all this off time. They go to the field and they play paintball. And there's guys on that team that play paintball almost every single weekend. And it shows. And they put in the work. And um, <clears throat> I, uh, I'm, I I have nothing but respect for the, the Thunder Horse guys. And, uh, and Nick's mustache. But what was sketchy was that during the Scorpions game, I actually pulled my hamstring. <clears throat> and I wasn't able to play... I, we didn't know what exactly field we were going to play for for the finals. But it ended up being that the pros were going to play on the snake field, but the amateurs were going to play in the woods. Now, thinking about it, like that is like the ultimate classic paintball stage for the finals, right? Is like in the woods. To me, I love playing hyperball. 
It's the closest classic to classic paintball that I know of. <clears throat> and uh, and it's just it's a ton of fun for me. But no matter really where we were going to play, I, I wasn't going to be able to play. And I actually played a <laughs> I played one game in the woods. I never got to walk the field. And Cody from our team, Cody Smick, he kind of walked me his path of like the position that I was going to play. And we get back. <clears throat> we mark one of the forks of the paths with a blue kind of armband. And then the next fork was with a black pod that was standing on end. You'd think which it would be like super easy to see. Which at the time of placement was easy to see. But literally as the horn blew, I saw the blue marker, made my turn, and was lost after that. So as soon as I got my blue marker fork <clears throat> and turned, I was, I was, I had no idea where I was. I just was running and I ended up running through the middle of the field almost to their side. Actually, I was on their side. I was on their like 40. And I realized I was like, oh my God, like I couldn't see, I didn't see any of like the mounds or anything that I was going to be playing. And I just kept seeing all this thick brush. And then I started seeing all the bad guys. And I'm like, oh, what is going on? So I, I hang a right. And finally start seeing some mounds that I was going to go to. But I ended up taking one in the leg as I'm going out there. I told Paul, I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing in the woods. I just, I completely lost direction. So I have um, respect for all the guys who play the woods like beasts. Uh, you know who you are. So anyway, when I heard that we were actually going to be playing the finals in the woods, I was like, sweet. Like I have... <clears throat> excuse me, I have so much trust in my guys of going out there and winning these matches in the woods, knowing that they were going to go to stalemate. <sighs> excuse me, I had to take a, a little drink of water. My throat. Um, but yeah, we ended up playing Saber Wolves uh, and we beat them by a couple bodies and Thunder Horse played Saber Wolves and beat them by a couple bodies. And then we actually ended up playing Thunder Thunder Horse. And I think we beat them by like one body. But there was this whole controversy because uh, this guy ran through the middle of the field. Uh, supposedly got shot. It's so hard to see everything. But this is what I heard was that he got shot. Then turned around, shot one of our guys, went and grabbed the flag. And then got shot again, but then the ref was like not knowing what to call or anyway. But anyway, <clears throat> it ended up horn blowing this long, long kind of just waiting period for the refs to make a decision. Finally went uh, in our favor, and we won not only the event but also the series, which was uh, pretty cool. So. That was just, it was an amazing experience. I'm super stoked for the, the Smoke guys. And the Brimstone guys played amazing as well. They, you know, unfortunately, they didn't make it through. But they, I want to say they lost one or they were like undefeated in prelims or something. something. I, I can't remember. Um, but I think it was something like that in the prelims. But then they lost their, their games um, or one of their games. 
in uh, in the one of the quarterfinals games. But I just want to take this time to thank them uh, and everyone involved in, with the team and everything. It was it's so cool practicing with you guys here and there. Um, obviously, it's very much here and there. Uh, there's no kind of real schedule of practicing, <clears throat> but it's so great to see everybody. And there's such a cool team and family to be a part of. And, um, it was a, it was a very, very cool event and I couldn't be more proud of those guys and what they accomplished. And I'm stoked that I was able to help them out. Uh, one thing I do want to bring up is that there was an incident that really shook me and that was with a good friend of mine Cody Smick there were a couple incidents that happened earlier this year this actually happened to him once before and then uh, a friend uh, Chris Cole had an incident at uh, at another I think it was a practice I was at or I, I that I wasn't at or an event I can't remember. But anyway, um, I had this uh, whole thing was kind of running through my head. I'm sorry for it's just it really shook me up. But Cody came to me uh, about 10 minutes before this happened, was telling me that his, uh, you know, and being Cody, he's got a smile on his face all the time. He's just loving life. He loves paintball. And I can never tell, like, when he's absolutely serious because he's just always smiling all the time. And he came up asking me if I could play the next game. But I had I pulled. I couldn't. I had a really hard time just moving. I had pulled my hamstring so bad. Um, and I told him, I was like, man, I would. You know I would. But I am just, I just, I'm so it hurts so bad to move. I mean, hamstring pull is just, it's no joke. Um, and he went on to explain that after that long run, his vision was just a little blurry. And I didn't know if he was just, I don't know if he was just tired or if he uh, was needed some water or what it was. And cause he kind of just laughed it off. Um, not, not expecting really anything to happen except for him to just kind of shake it off, walk it off and feel better. And so I start walking uh, very gingerly to the uh, to the net to listen to the woods ball games, and I kind of hear this commotion happen behind me. Like this is about like ten minutes after Cody and I have the exchange, and I hear this commotion, and then I come back and uh, I see a couple guys like cradling somebody like down to the ground, and I look over, and I see this guy convulsing, and it's Cody. And he's seizing, and I'm like, oh my god. Um, and his uh, he's having the seizure and everything, and then we have a, a medic finally shows up. You know, thank goodness for her. And um, he starts turning this blue, and it's just, and I'm standing two feet away from this whole thing, and you forget kind of where you are in a moment like this because it's like you are so fragile in this moment to where and I'm 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 saying this from my personal experience. I know there's guys out there who are in the military who who or even people who have had horrific things happen to them um 
where this might not be the worst thing uh, that they've seen or heard of or, or had some kind of interaction with. Believe me, I know that there's there's way more horrific things out there, but this this was just a very, very harsh reminder that life is very fragile and you you could be taken at any minute, any second, and that we should be very grateful for what you do and what you're passionate for and that's why you want to follow your you know tell people tell you to follow your dreams and your passion find a passion and enjoy life to the fullest it is there's just mental health and just finding something that you love is so key it's because of moments like this but but anyway not to get into too many of the gruesome details but anyway he just he turned blue stopped breathing um she came in and uh started doing cpr eventually got him back and he he went off on a on a stretcher to the ambulance um talking knowing where he was knowing his name i mean he was he was about with it and oddly enough back at the hotel that night uh and and back with it but it was it was an intense moment for me because I really thought that I was watching my friend die and I think that's and for some of the guys on the team this was the second time that this happened and and but the first time for me and uh I it really just kind of hit home and uh kind of just shook me uh as a as a really kind of big reminder of um of just have have this respect for yourself and, and kind of, you know, take care of yourself and just know that you're not invincible, but you have to be able to, you have to be able to humble yourself and, and know that these things are right around the corner. I mean, at any time and you just never know what's going to happen and, um, just kind of humble yourself and, and live life in the moment, find something passionate, uh, you know, that, that, that burns he has this burning inside of you and uh sorry i I just get i get emotional kind of thinking about it and um uh because it's weird you you know you think about it and then i see a picture of cody later on uh at the hotel standing up he has the belt and the rings and everything and i'm like dude this could this could have been so tragically different I'm not trying to turn this into like some <laughs> like sad emotional podcast, but it's just it's it's just kind of thinking about life in general and these things that can happen. Um, and but anyway, I was just looking at this picture and it's like, man, this this picture might not have existed um, if things happened two minutes uh, slower, or if if something were to happen where let's say that that let's say that that medic was like on another field helping somebody or going to the bathroom or just something just something like eating somewhere like it's just amazing how coincidental some things are because i think she was actually really close i mean she was like on the ball like whoever actually called for her or whatever she was like their calling was quick and then also um her responding was amazing uh, 
but yeah so anyway jeez pete uh yeah, just recognize these signs, man. And this kind of this kind of thing actually made me want to get trained in CPR just to know because I thought, oh, it's, you know, it's CPR. Well, you know, you know, but you think you know, but you don't. Uh, so if you don't know, you don't know. And I started researching it and looking into it more and these techniques that you're actually supposed to do and what you're, you're, the, what you're supposed to do before compressions or after or where to actually the perfect placement for the compressions and the proper proper body alignment and everything there's just so much more to it and um get trained if you're not it's good to know i feel i'm i'm, I'm going to get trained that's for sure um because who knows when it's going to happen or when you could save somebody's life like that um so yeah so i just kind of want to have this to really kind of reach out to everybody who uh who played the icpl and who I had interactions with and everybody who's sharing the same dream of playing this crazy game of paintball, um, of mechanical paintball. Dude, it's so much fun. I would totally, if there was a team that would, I don't know if there would be, I'm just saying if there's a hypothetical team out there that would let me shoot that EMAC on the field, I would be a happy camper, man. I would need, I don't, I didn't load one pod the entire time like I was and uh, I played like I was I was using like these um, half loaders and uh, I don't know it was it's cool it's just I you need so few so few balls and everything that uh, that I just I completely enjoyed myself but thank you for everybody who showed up and, and put in their uh, their blood, sweat, and tears into this thing and to uh, to Team Smoke and all the guys on that family and that team, on both teams. It, um, it was amazing playing for you guys. It was an amazing opportunity to, uh, to jump on the podium again, uh, grab some hardware, which is nice. I'm looking at them right now, the series and the, uh, the ring. It is, or and the uh, the win for Windy City. It's not a one man show. I uh, I know I helped out, but uh, but all you guys stepped it up, and believe in your teammates, man. That's one thing that I say is have confidence in yourself and have confidence in your teammates. And if everybody does that, then there's there's no reason why you should ever step on the field uh, by yourself, and. Or with your team and and not think that you're gonna kick ass so yeah so everybody take care of yourself please uh, thank you for listening to the podcast again please keep update you know keep looking for updates and everything for more episodes and more guests that are gonna be coming your way very very soon and um, and yeah thank you guys so much for listening very much appreciated please keep your eyes on the road do not text and drive And we'll see you again here soon on the Playing On Podcast. Peace.